the WWDC 2018 Fantasy Draft. What kind of noise was that? That was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a robot mixed with... It was like a robot powering down. That's not going to get anybody excited. <laughs> oh, man. So, but I am excited. Uh, the, our fantasy draft episodes are, are, I don't know. You came up with the idea, was it probably a year ago? Um, was it for last year's WWDC? Yeah, we've been doing it for a while. And, and to be, to be completely fair, I did not come up with this idea. Uh, there was, uh, other podcasts doing the same thing, uh, a couple of years ago. And last year I thought that that would be a good idea to, to do the same thing because it's a, it's a fun little concept. Right. Well, you know, I've heard of bingo before, right? Like you're playing uh, a bingo to kind of make your predictions for uh, what Apple's going to announce at their events. But uh, the fantasy draft, that one was kind of new to me. And and if it's new to you guys, if, if you're listening and you haven't heard us do one of these before, basically we put together a huge list of uh, announcements, news, things like that, that we think Apple, we're going to hear at Apple's event. And of course, Apple does have an event coming up on uh, uh, June 4th. It's uh, uh, their WWDC keynote, right, for their Worldwide Developers Conference 2018. And we uh, we think we are going to hear some of these things that we've made a list of. So there's, I don't know, there's probably 20 things on here. And we've each selected five. And the, the only stipulation is we can't pick something if the other person picks it. So if they draft, quote unquote, draft an idea or an announcement before – before or if you do before I do, then I've got to change and I've got to pick something different because we can't have the same thing. Just like in a fantasy football draft, the, you know, multiple people can't draft the same player. So that's kind of the idea behind it. And you know, at the end of it, whoever has the most correct wins. Right. And um, I think whatever we choose, it needs to be uh, talked about on stage or showed on, you know, a slide or something mentioned or seen on a slide. But it's, it can't be something that's going to be an, uncovered like three days later. So, for example, if we say, uh, I don't know, the mail app icon is going to be redesigned. If, and if you don't see it at all during the presentation, you don't see a picture of it, there's no mention of it. But when the beta drops, uh, it, everybody notices there's a new mail, mail app icon. Uh, it, it doesn't count because it needs to be during the, the keynote. We need to be to see it during the keynote or hear it during the keynote. Right. And it can include a wide range of things. We're not just talking because obviously this event is focused on software and third party developers. So um, it, it can include software. It can include uh, hardware. Apple does tend to uh, make hardware announcements at these type of events. And it could also include things like content. So we've got all that, all of that stuff crammed into this list. Mm -hmm. And we should probably also say that it can't be too broad. We definitely spent some time grinding, you know, a lot of these choices down to specific things. If you just say Apple's probably going to preview iOS 12, well, duh. <laughs> We've been doing this, you know, Apple's been holding these events for a long time and they do that literally every year. It just, it's like saying, you know, the sky's going to be blue or something like that. So we have very specific things that we think uh, uh, are going to be announced, and that's how we make our picks. Yeah. And uh, everybody can play along. The Every pick is going to be available in the show notes. So if you're uh, listening to this on your iPhone or something, you can just uh, go to the show notes and uh, see the different uh, possible picks. And uh, you can play along, make your own. 
and uh, follow along with us for the next uh, few minutes as we uh, as we go through our own picks. Okay, now to start this off, to decide who goes first, do you have your iPhone handy? I do. Okay, I want you to ask Siri to roll the dice. Or no, flip a coin. Let's flip a coin, because that's more football related. All right, so heads or tails? I'm calling tails. Tails never fails. All right, so flip a coin. Heads. (laughs) <laughs> Siri, you let me down. <laughs> she said it super quick, too. She's like, heads, Cody. It's heads. Okay. Well, well that's a bummer. All right. I go first, then. Um, so I got to go for my list because, obviously, we're going to do... We said we're going to do five picks plus a wild card, right? But I've got more than... Right. F- I have more than, actually, six picks here because you might pick the same ones as I... Uh, as me. And and for those playing at home, you want to pick the most likely ones first. Like, that's the name of the game. Just like in a fantasy football draft, you'd want to draft the best players first. It's just, it gives you a better chance of winning. So, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Um, my first pick is new features to curb iPhone addiction. It's something we've heard about in the past few months uh, when... I believe it was a group of uh, Apple investors uh, wrote an open letter to Apple asking, or maybe it was a senator or something, someone asking Apple to do something about iPhone addiction. And uh, um, Apple replied saying they were working on something and they're very aware of the problem and, and they care so much about their users and blah, blah, blah. And I feel that even though they might not have been working on something to cure iPhone addiction before that open letter, I think it was uh, so public that they probably scrambled to do something. So I believe we're going to see new features to by iPhone addiction. Maybe um, maybe it's more parental controls. Uh, it could be um, giving parents uh, the ability to be more precise with what their their um, their their kids ipad or iphone can do maybe i have some timers kind of like similar to what you have in the youtube kids application you have a timer and after the timer is done uh, the app locks itself so that kind of thing that that would have um supposedly some sort of positive effect on uh, iPhone addiction and how much we use our devices. Note that it doesn't have to be necessarily for kids. It could be also for adults, something that reminds them, hey, you've been spending an hour and a half on Facebook. Maybe you can do something else. Uh, I believe uh, Google uh, introduced some sort of similar features at I.O. to last uh, this month. So They did. Uh, Something along these lines, not necessarily for kids, something that makes people more aware of how much time they spend on the phone and, and, um, maybe that they need to be more productive or more, uh, do walk, go for a walk or do something rather than be on their phone for such a, or iPad for such a long period of time. So that is my first pick. Yeah, not a bad pick for, for a lot of reasons you gave. Like you said, uh, Google just announced uh, a similar, a set of features they call the digital wellness functions, and uh, it is something we've heard pop up in the news a lot. What a kind of a bummer, though. It just as I heard you explaining it, I'm just like, man, what a bummer that Apple would need to spend time on this. Um, I don't know. It's 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 a tough it's a tough topic for me. The the whole iPhone addiction. But, it uh, is it is very we'll tough see. for me too. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah, it's, <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like it makes sense for kids, right? Because you wanna you wanna control their screen time. But as an adult, it's like, hey, put the phone down. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you know, addiction is definitely very real, so we can move on from that. Uh, I, I will say, as I'm as I'm gonna give you my my first pick here, this is the toughest selections we've ever had to make because there's been very few, if yeah. any, rumors about what's going to be in iOS 12 in the next version of Mac OS. I mean, it's just there just hasn't been much. And you normally we hear talk heating up to the event. Well, we're a week or really less than a week away now, and there's just really been nothing. Um, so this is tough for me. But what I feel like is a lock um, for Apple to do on uh, at their keynote event is they're going to update us about their TV content. So they have been very. I mean, we've we've heard all the rumors about all the shows and everything they're lining up. Uh, for, uh, you know, like, oh, we got this show with uh, Reese Witherspoon or, oh, Jennifer Aniston's working on this show or we got, you know, what's that amazing, amazing stories with, I believe it's Steven Spielberg. Like there, there's just so much out there that I feel like it's finally time for Apple to say, hey, this is what we have. So this is going to be a trailer for a new show. Maybe it's an update on, you know, we never heard is Planet of the Apps getting a second season or a third season, or at least I haven't read anything about it. Um, there's got to be a new Carpool Karaoke season in the works. That was a very popular show for them. So I think we'll get an update from them on their original TV content. Would you? Would that be a point if they don't actually mention any specific thing, but say something along the lines of, we're working on great content and we can't wait for you to see it sometimes next year or later this year? Is that, no, is that an update? Has, okay. I think it has to mention a show specifically. Right. I, be, I, so I agree. I, I agree. Yeah. So I, and I think it could be, again, I think it could be a current show and just it's like the next season or something. But um, I think they have to say it shows title specifically for us, for me to get a point. Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's a, that's a very good point. All right. So number two, for me, as I'm looking at my list and trying to make a decision of which one should be number two, I'm going to pick new NFC features for iPhone. That was going to be my next one. And I actually debated between that one or TV content for my first one. Dang it. <laughs> Sorry. Quite frankly, if it wasn't for the the rumor that came out last week from the information, a very reliable source of information when it comes to uh, technology and Apple in particular, I would not have come up with this myself. I'm not going to lie. Um and you actually added it at the very last minute to the list, too. <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, I did. This was something I added literally as we were starting the show. <laughs> Fashion, you see, thiefed it. He just snuck in and thiefed it. I, I, I think I did. I, I, <laughs> I almost feel kind of bad about it, too, because <laughs> you were like, oh, I added this, this one to my list, but it's not in the main list. I was like, well, I'll put it in the main list then. But when I said that, I was like, well, <laughs> now I know he has it on his list, but I didn't. I didn't want it, you know, like my intention was not to snag it from you because it was on your list, but rather because I hadn't thought about it, um, of adding it to the, to the list. Um, and I think it really makes sense. I think it's um, g- given, given the source that provided this uh, rumor, um, I feel pretty comfortable with it. Um, can you? So you were pretty, uh, pretty feeling pretty strong about this. Like, what kind of a 
what kind of NNC, NFC features could be added to iPhone and, and how could that benefit uh, iPhone users, you think? Uh, well, the report came out over the weekend uh, from the information, uh, which is a it's behind a paywall, so I don't get the chance to read it very often. But I know that it's uh, it's Jessica Lessian's uh, organization. She came from was it the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times is one of those two, but very prolific Apple reporter. Uh, and she's built a, an incredible team over there. They when they report on Apple related rumors, they usually get it right. So that's why it's a source that we highly, you know, put a lot of weight in. Uh, but they s- reported that uh, Apple will unlock uh, uh, some NFC features for iPhones uh, that will allow you to, in turn, unlock doors. And this could be smart locks. This could be, um, you know, things set up in like a hotel room, like hotel uh doors, so you could unlock your hotel doors. There's a lot of things this could mean, but it's it's mostly for Unlocking doors, unlocking car doors is another thing. Uh, what they say specifically in the report, the change to the near field communication or NFC chip, which is expected to be announced next month, could pave the way for people to use iPhones uh, for other ser- security sensitive interactions. So not just paying uh, for things with Apple Pay, but uh, for paying uh, transit fares and opening car doors and verifying their identities in other ways. So it's, it's kind of a vague kind of report but specifically they mentioned unlocking doors uh which you can already do with the iphone right there are smart locks august smart lock things like that but they typically use bluetooth or other forms of uh you know two-way authentication Uh, but it sounds like apple's intent on making nfc another way that people will be able to do that all right what is uh your pick number two (laughs) oh that one stung a little bit um I'm going to say that they are going to open up the Siri API to more apps. Oh, man. Are you just saying that to make me feel better? <laughs> no, no, no. It was at the top of my list. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so I just feel like this is – we haven't really heard – You know, if, if I'm trying to think, and I don't think we've heard any rumors. Again, we just haven't heard that many rumors. That's why this uh, NFC thing stuck out to me because that was like the one thing we've heard rumored uh, for iOS 12. But uh, – Siri API, uh, it just makes sense, right? There's, it's only a handful of apps right now that can touch Siri's API that allow you to do things like, um, you know, hey, send money to this. I believe you can do that with Square Cash. And I know there's some other uses that I just can't think of off the top of my head right now, but I feel like it would serve Apple well. It would serve users well, and it would definitely serve developers well if Apple would open this up to a broader range, right? They had this small test segment. You know, I don't, I don't know anybody that uses, do you use Siri for anything right now? No, I like don't. Like in terms of third-party apps. Right, stuff, right, 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 right. Uh, I, I don't. I don't. Yeah. But um, I know there's a, uh, a way that I would use Siri for third-party applications quite often. It is if it was if it had support for audio-related applications. And I'm specifically thinking about Overcast, the uh, podcast application. Yes, uh, Because too. it's, it's one that I use every single day. Every single day I use it. And, the, um, and that's probably an app where from time to time, probably not every day, probably not every time, but I would use um, Siri, especially when I have my, uh, my um, AirPods on and walking, I could just double tap my AirPods and say, Siri, play uh, the latest episode of uh, Let's Talk iOS. 
and uh, and, it, and would do it in my favorite uh, podcast application, not in the default podcast app. So that's something I'm really, you know, like I, I had it at the top of my list. Um, it's it's half it's half like wish list, and it's half Apple has to bring these improvements to SiriKit at some point, and that's not something we saw last year. So I feel like this year is this year is the time they've had time um, to take it easy with SiriKit and see what developers are doing and figure out where they want to take Siri next. And uh, I, I think it's high time that uh, they open up Siri to many more categories of applications and not the five or six different categories of apps that they currently support. Right. And it feels like low-hanging fruit too, right? Yeah. Like they've already, they have Siri API. They literally just have to flip a switch or whatever they have to do to say, okay, now you guys get to play with uh, SiriKit. It's not just for these guys. You guys can play with it too. So it's not... It's not something resource intensive, I think, that would that would cause them problems. I think it's low hanging fruit that they can just go flip a switch and go, oops, Siri does a lot more than it used to, you know, mm-hmm. which is what they need with all the flack that Siri's been taking lately. And we talk about this every year before WWDC, right? It always seems like we think that Apple's going to really double down and really focus hard on Siri. And then you hear it mentioned like twice during the event and you're like, come on, man, like. You know, Amazon and their Alexa and, and Google Home, these things are really passing you. So hopefully they uh, take it a little more serious this year. Indeed. So I guess it is my time. Oh, man. Uh, I really wanted this Siri thing. That was going to be my next pick, uh, actually. But I have to adjust. And now my next pick is that macOS 10.14 will support faster waking and unlocking. I believe I added this to to the master list of uh, potential picks because I found it as a rumor uh, on in a post on IDB posted published a few months ago, and I can I can see this. You know, like we've heard that this WWDC is not going to be uh, rich in new and flashy features, but is going to once again focus more on on uh, the bug fixes and stability improvements and the likes and and ironing out a bunch of kinks around the software. So I I feel like um, that very uh, specific thing of macOS could be a thing at at this WWDC. It could be just a line in passing, you know. And now macOS N14 uh wakes up and unlocks your computer faster. And that that's it. You know, that's that's all they can say. Um they don't need to go like, you know, have like 10 slides about it. Uh, so I, I feel pretty confident that this is going to be a part of the of the keynote. How, do, you, do you feel like it, Mac OS wakes too slowly now? No, actually, I, I feel it is. Uh, I feel it is pretty fast. I'm not going to lie. But sometimes they fake it too. Like they, you know, like if your, if your MacBook Pro is uh, is off, completely powered off, uh, you lift up, you turn it on, and you're gonna see pretty much instantly. You're gonna see the the user screen, right? Choose the user. Uh, it's me, my wife, and so I, you know, I choose my profile, and and then that's when it takes like forty seconds to actually boot into the home to the home screen. So I think there's there is room for for improvement here. I believe there's room for for improvement. Okay, so you had improved uh, uh, startup or uh, wake times for macOS. 
my for my third pick, I'm going to select Apple Watch third party faces. Ooh. So I feel like this was a rumor as well. It's funny because at the beginning of this, we said there weren't that many rumors, but we're based on a lot of our picks off rumors here. Uh, but they've just been scattered, right? And none of them have been very – there's not – there hasn't been a lot of corroborating between different publications and just not a lot of talk about it. And you're right. The the recurring theme has been this is not going to be – these updates for iOS 12 and macOS are not going to be uh, – Feature rich. Although I did see something interesting over the weekend. Um, just kind of the collective minds of Renee Ritchie over at iMore and Steve uh, Trotton Smith, the developer who has a lot of Apple commentary on Twitter, uh, basically saying don't take the lack of evidence as, as a, a, a true sign that we're not going to see any interesting new features. Basically saying Apple's doing a good job of keeping this stuff under wraps. And uh, so, you know, don't just expect a, a total dud next Monday. You know, there's there's going to be some stuff to get excited about. Yeah. But anyways, that's just kind of a side note. Um, but Apple Watch third party faces. This is just another one of those things that makes sense to me. Um, and and again, something that was rumored in terms of I, I now I'm having trouble remembering if it was like brands or if it was going to let designers submit or what really the the circumstance was going to be because Apple notoriously likes really controlling every aspect especially the look of of uh like its ui its interface and especially on something like the apple watch which is worn and on the wrist and and the face can be seen a lot of times and they don't like thinking that there would be a really ugly watch face and then someone would see that and go oh that's an apple watch and that looks terrible right so that's why they really like to control how the look is but We've already got the ability to put, you know, to put a picture as the background on the Apple Watch face. I just think this would take it to the next level, allowing uh, developers or designers to make an actual third-party watch face. Apple's obviously got to approve it. It's got to go through the same App Store approval method. But I think that this is a po- a, a decent possibility for um, an, an update, uh, a feature in the next watchOS update. Yeah, um, again, that's another thing where... To me, it would be like half wish list, half it's time for Apple to do this. We're four years into it now, and uh, and I, it's a highly requested feature, I think. Now, the question is, if it was to happen, and I guess we'll figure it out next week, how would that work? Uh, would there be like some sort of a you know new store, kind of like you have like a separate s- a subsection of the App Store for like messages application, you know? Uh, or apps that support iMessage apps, uh, apps that support like watch app apps, watch apps. Uh, it could be the same kind of mechanism. Um, I know that I, I feel, and I think I talked about this before, but if I was a designer, uh, I, I would, I would spend days and nights working on creating awesome new designs, uh, for watch faces because I, I feel like this is bound to happen. And if it's not this year, it's definitely going to be next year. Again, it's one of these low-hanging hanging fruits that Apple is going to have to pick up. And it's a very highly demanded fruit, too. So Apple is going to have to pick it up at some point and give it to people. Right. Okay, so I found the rumor. It was uh, code found in uh, Watch OS 4.3.1 firmware. And it, uh, it's a component of the Nano Time Kit framework. And it basically, there's a little message in it that says, this is where the third-party uh, face config bundle generation would happen okay so that definitely sounds like something important but 
there is an update here, uh, and it is from who I just mentioned, Steve Stratton Smith, the uh, developer, who said, haven't third-party watch face config bundles been a thing for many years? Don't get too excited about this. So <laughs> apparently I re- recalled the rumor, but I did not recall the so-called debunking. So just to kind of give you some context, I obviously I've already made the pick, so I'm going to keep it. Um, but uh, I feel a lot less confident about this after after reading that. I still I, I still really agree with you, though, that this is low hanging fruit for Apple. And if, you know, for a watch OS platform that really hasn't seen a whole lot of new features in the last year or two. I think this would be a really nice tent pole, you know, type feature, so to speak. Something that they could say, boom, this is one of the big new features in Watch OS. So there you have it. It's funny because you make some picks and then you kind of change your mind along the way. You're not sure anymore what you want. and Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. Man, it's tough. It's tougher than it sounds. Um, but I guess I'm going to follow my initial instinct on this one. And I'm going to say... Should I follow my instinct? <laughs> <laughs> go, with, go with the gut. First thought, best thought. <laughs> yeah, but what is my instinct, though? My, is my instinct telling me to pick this first <laughs> choice or my instinct telling me to pick the other one? <laughs> right? It's your instinct that's telling you to change it, I think. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Can't trust my instincts. Uh, all right, I'm going to stick to it. I'm going to say redesigned or improved notifications. Notifications is kind of a mess on iOS. And to me, the worst part of notification is the lo- notifications on the lock screen. Uh, it, it, it's a mess. It's, it's, it's just a mess. There's no other way to describe it. It's all over the place. It, there is no real logic or something that's truly logical about the way it displays these updates. And I, and I know we've seen a bunch of uh, jailbreak tweaks and concept designs of what redesigned notifications on the lock screen would look like. That's exactly what I'm sp- thinking of when I, when I, with this pick is redesign or improve notifications, but specifically for the lock screen, maybe group notifications, um, per applications. So maybe if you have like seven Instagram, um, seven Instagram notifications and, and 10 messages notification, they're all grouped under, uh, a messages banner, a messages header, an Instagram header, maybe your like Facebook notifications are all under the Facebook header. So it it puts more um, more sorting to uh, to the way notifications uh, look on your on your lock screen. I I believe we're gonna see improvements to this. We might even see improvements to the way notifications work and uh, maybe uh, more granular. Uh, features or granular settings to what notifications are displayed and when they are displayed and how they are displayed and maybe uh, even like features that make them disappear after a certain amount of time or make them disappear if if Face ID noticed that you you know you saw it you were actively looking at the screen when this notification came in so it just disappears from your lock screen from your notification center. I think I think it's gonna happen. Yeah. This falls for me. You've said this a couple of times, but this works in that category for me of half wish list, half yeah. I think it could happen. It's, uh, I mean, think about what we've talked about with iPhone addiction. I think this could help curb some, you know, over usage or what is it? Is FOMO, fear of missing out. That's why yeah. people tend to check their lock screen to check their notifications all the time. 
this could definitely help alleviate that. The first thing you said was uh, notifications. They need to fix them because they're a mess. Have you ever seen uh, the movie The Campaign with Will Ferrell and Zach Galifianakis? Uh, no, I, no, I don't think so, no. It's a comedy about uh, two guys, one like established politician and one like kind of new, friendly, loves everybody type of guy that's running for the same office and they're running against each other. Will Ferrell's the mean guy, Zach Galifianakis is the the likable, funny guy. But as soon as you said it's a mess, it made me think of his catchphrase because that's what it is. It goes, and bring your brooms because it's a mess. So that's why I just sent you that graphic in Slack is basically what I'm <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and it works so well for notifications because they really are a mess. Like if you – if I scroll through my notifications right now, it literally looks like spider webs. It's like, oh, okay, well, here's a couple of Instagram notifications and then I scroll down and here's a couple of – uh uh, spark notifications up oh, here's more instagram notifications yeah, exactly. way far away from that it's just exactly no no thanks yeah well, apple bring your brooms uh <laughs> okay so that was your third or that was your fourth pick excuse me so i have to now do my fourth pick and you know what i'm tired of sitting on my hands here about this one i'm just gonna go ahead and do it i'm gonna be the first one to dip their toes in the hardware pool and i'm going to say that we are going to see some new MacBook Pros. Ooh. Yeah, we had we had multiple hardware announcements on this list. iMacs, which are desperately in need of an update. In fact, that's the one I was kind of going back and forth with with the with the MacBook Pros. Um Mac Minis are also on there because we haven't seen a new Mac Mini in years. And it always seems like that would be a great like, here you go, developers. Here's a six hundred dollar machine that you can test and do stuff on, or you can use to develop your apps. Here you go. You know, it's almost like not a gift, but just like I think it would go over really well at an event like that versus something in like September. Um, and we also said Apple might mention the Mac Pro at some point, right? We know Apple's working on a new modular Mac Pro. And although we don't think it's ready enough for them to just announce it on stage, maybe that would be a huge surprise, right? That would be a real home run hitter to unveil this new Mac Pro that they've really kind of built based on developer and designer feedback. Uh, but anyways, so I had all those to pick from, but I went with MacBook Pro just because I feel like that's probably their best-selling computer right now. Laptops are always best-selling for Apple, and I think that this is more popular than even the MacBook Air. Um, although, you know, I think the cheapest usually sells the best, so it, it'd be interesting to see the numbers, I guess. But I went with MacBook Pro. I think it's been about a year since we've seen an update here. These could be just very minor, just throw in the latest Intel processor, maybe give it like a RAM bump or something, and then uh, maybe even drop the price 100 or 200 bucks. I know we've seen some dwindling supply of MacBook Pros in recent weeks and recent months, and I know that we've seen some huge sales. I know BH Photo right now, or at least they were before the weekend. I haven't checked it today, uh, but they were having a huge sale on uh, MacBook Pros in terms of taking two and $300 off the latest models, right, mid-2017 models. So all of these things kind of add together in my head at least to like, hey, maybe there's something new in the pipeline. They could very easily wait until September, October to announce uh, all the new Mac stuff because that's they do um, usually ship stuff out then. But uh, uh, I want to say they updated their MacBook Pros last year around this time with uh, hard, with uh, you know spec bumps and whatnot. So we shall see. Okay, so I'm here for my last pick. And I'm very tortured. 
<laughs> about what I should do here. I mean, so many stuff in there, so many things, so many things that could be possible. Um, all right, I'm gonna go with new HomeKit news ah. or products. <laughs> so any kind of mention about HomeKit, really, like any new features or news, maybe an update about how HomeKit is being more and more adopted by manufacturers of uh, products and accessories. Um, maybe even like a new um, HomeKit APIs, um, anything really related to HomeKit. As you right, rightfully, rightly, I guess, rightly pointed out to me before uh, the show, <laughs> last year there was no mention of HomeKit at all during the, during the keynote. So maybe it's time that this year they give us an update about what's been going on um, and uh, where where the um, that kind of product category is going? Uh, yeah, Sorry, he definitely man. took he definitely took the last one that was on my selection list because I deleted the ones that you'd already taken, and so I had just that. Well, I had that one left, and I had another one left that I really don't like at all. So I'm looking at the master list again. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I feel I feel like HomeKit's a. A, not a given, but I feel like it's very likely if Apple wants to keep up. And it feels like the Internet of Things category has kind of died down, right? It's kind of simmered down. You don't hear the commotion. Uh, you know, when when Nest was really getting popular and then Google bought Nest, and it just seems like you don't hear about Nest that much anymore. You know, I know they have cameras out now and, and some other uh, uh, Nest Protect, the uh, smoke detector. But it just doesn't feel like there's that m- many people behind the whole – smart home internet of things category like there might have been a year or two ago does, does it feel like that to you yeah does it feel like there's not as much like fuss over that specific category right now yeah yeah i i agree with you actually i mean you and if you follow the news you're gonna see every week there's like new products but it's it, it, there's nothing really i don't know like as a general like there's nothing groundbreaking coming in or nothing really noteworthy Besides the typical, like a new light bulb, you know, HomeKit light bulb or a new door lock, smart door lock or something, something that we've seen before uh, and that's being redone. Um, but yeah, as a whole, the category doesn't seem to be moving forward very quickly. Yeah. So uh, we'll see if Apple decides to make, uh, uh, to change the conversation a little bit and give us some updates for that. Okay, so that was your fifth pick. I'm going to go in for my fifth pick here. And I am really, man, I am just really tortured. Um, my my wish list says I really want something to change on the lock screen. <laughs> but uh, I think the pick I'm going to make is for a conversational Siri. Okay. What does yeah. that mean? I dipped I dipped my toes back in the Siri pool and I don't feel great about it. <laughs> but uh I th- this is a contextual Siri. So this is something that Alexa and Google Home, this is something other assistants already do from my understanding. Uh if you if let's say I ask Siri, uh who do the Chicago Bills or Chicago Bills, Chicago Bulls play today? And, uh, she might say the Celtics. And then I say, what time is that at? Without having to say the, the, the trigger word again. And then she goes, it's at this time. And then I say, what network is it on? And then she gives me the network. So that's three questions I just asked in a row. 
and Siri was able to answer all three without me having to reinitiate the the sequence each time. And this is something that I thought, you know, I it, it's almost like I have deja vu or something of remembering Apple announcing this during a, a WWDC keynote a couple years ago, and it either just never came into fruition or I just don't know how to use it. But I know that I ask Siri things a lot of the time where I would love to ha- ask a follow-up question. Hey, what's the temperature like today? Oh, it's pretty hot today. It's 90. Uh, okay, what about tomorrow? Uh, what about tomorrow, Siri? No? Okay, and then you've got to reinitiate. So just being able to ask that follow-up question is what I'm going to put under this umbrella of conversational Siri. And it's, again, it's not something I feel great about. It's not something we've heard rumors about or seen much indication about, but it's, uh, I feel like low-hanging fruit for Apple. I would love to see them... Uh, do something like this. I, I think it feels like deja vu for you because Apple did announce that Siri was uh, able to do a little uh, conversation with you, but you always have to re-invoke Siri. Uh, and I'm going to do a test right now live uh, to show you, I believe, uh, what you can do uh, by asking back to, back-to-back questions about different, product, different uh, kind of things. So okay. here I go. How old is Michael Jordan? Where was he born? Oh, so see, you can, you can, you can ask back to back question about the same topic, but I had to uh, invoke Siri again by pressing uh, the side button in my case. On so you know, like right. there was not like a time where Siri might still be listening to me. I had to, and I guess uh, in the podcast, it it makes for a terrible. Uh, demonstration because you don't you don't see me uh, pressing the pressing buttons. Yeah, it works. No, but you have to press the home button again between each question, and it's the same with the HomePod. And I think I talked about that uh, with um, uh, with you recently about how I love my HomePod, but sometimes like I feel like I'm Siri. I'm saying I'm saying the trigger words like like forty times in a row. I'm say, I say, hey, HomePod, play this song. Hey, HomePod, volume 20. Hey, HomePod, who's singing this? And, and sometimes, sometimes you know, like, I just want to say, hey, HomePod, play this song and set volume to 20. And I have so to say, hey, HomePod, yeah, or have multiple command or have HomePod still listen to me and wait for the next possible uh, command. And and it's the same with Siri. You know, I'd like to ask about the Michael Jordan thing. How old is Michael Jordan and where was he born? Maybe even ask like both questions at the same time, you know, be able to say where, how old is he and where was he born and have both answers at the same time. He is 53. He was born in Brooklyn. So, um, so this does feel like uh, this is to me again, it's another wish list, what you just picked to me, uh, for me. So conversational Siri without the need to re-invoke Siri every time. Again, like there should be like a little d- delay of a few seconds, like maybe five seconds during which Siri is still listening to you and, uh, and, and waiting for a poss- uh, possible next question, a follow-up question. Right. All right. Um, I guess it's time for, for the wild card. Um, and I'm, mine is, my wild card is some type of 3D effect 
Oh my gosh. Head tracking feet. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know it's yours. I know. <laughs> I was seriously like, there's no way he just did that. I made wild cards specifically so I could say that feature. <laughs> that would be such yeah. a dick move just to piss you uh, off. Um, now, my wild card. <laughs> You're like, it just came to me, Cody. I don't know how I thought of it. <laughs> Oh man. All right. My wild wild card is some sort of indication from Apple about what the company has done with its workflow acquisition from last year. Uh, I know I I don't remember exactly the date, but I believe last year's acquisition of workflow was a little before WWDC. So clearly there was no time uh, for anything to be integrated into iOS 11. Uh, in any meaningful manner. But now that we are one year ahead, um, I'm thinking that we might see the first signs of what Apple has done with Workflow. It might or or intends to do with Workflow. I don't believe all they want to do is have just Workflow be its own standalone, you know, know, application in the App Store. I believe they want to do more with it and maybe integrate it more to the OS. And I'm thinking that we might hear or see something related to this. Um, so when I, sh- when I say indication of what Apple has done with Workflow, I'm not necessarily saying a mention of Workflow, but have an indication of what, what, you know, how they've integrated the Workflow into iOS. Uh, so again, no, maybe not like a clear mention of Workflow app and the acquisition they made, but a clear indication of how they're integrating Workflow, if they are, into iOS. That one's a tough one for me because it's, I'm trying to think of how to put this, it's, it feels like such a power user feature and Apple does not design its you know platforms, particularly iOS for power users. So it's always tough to see how they can implement any features from Workflow in terms of, you know, it's almost like saying IFTT is a stock app now. It's It just seems like they wouldn't put that as a default app. Does that make sense? Like, it just seems like too far apart from their target base. I don't know. And again, like I, I'm not thinking they would make this a default app, like the Mail app or Safari, but more integrated with the operating system. Right. Something that would be part, kind of like... Uh, what is it? Automator on on uh, macOS is uh, is doing things uh, something along these lines for iOS, and uh, right. and and that definitely would be for uh, a more power user kind of tool uh, rather than something that my mom would be playing with. Yep. Um, hmm. Okay. Well, I will go for my, which you've already kind of let leak a little bit. My wildcard pick is purely based on trying to come up with some type of uh, reasoning for the uh, the kind of odd, not odd, but the the invitations, right? The, the graphics we've seen for WWDC 2018 that have been floating around uh, since Apple announced it, I think like a month or so ago. Uh, it's very 3D UI elements, so you can see interface elements. So you can see like uh, 3D buttons and 3D switches and things like that, um, radio uh, buttons. So in my head, I'm going, well, 
nothing's 3D at all. In fact, it's all very flat. iOS since iOS seven, it's all been very very flat. And if they were going to, they wanted to add a little bit of dimension to that, a little bit of pop or character, you could go 3D. Okay, and if you really want it to look 3D. You could use head tracking technology. We've seen this before. Uh, Amazon's failed Fire Phone, and now this is two or three years ago. So technology has obviously come a long way since then. But Amazon's uh, uh, Fire Phone would – I think it had four or five cameras on the front that would track your head, its position, and it would show you – it would bend the graphics in different ways based on where your head was at, creating this 3D-like effect. Now, I don't think it would be – OS wide, that doesn't make sense. But I think Apple could implement this almost and then almost like write it off as like a augmented reality or a virtual reality type feature, but something for the iPhones with the true depth camera. So only iPhone 10, right? But that is a very, I think we all kind of take for granted how powerful that tech is that sits in the front of the iPhone 10. It's not just for Face ID. We've seen it used in a hundred other ways. Think Animoji, think, uh, well, think Snapchat's very detailed uh, AR features uh, where you can put a mask on and it looks, you know, it's very fitted and it looks, so you can, we, we have the evidence. We know how powerful that camera is, but there's not a lot taking advantage of it outside of Face ID. And again, some of these features I just mentioned, this would be a way for Apple to flex that muscle even a little bit more. And again, I don't really know how they would implement it without going OS wide and just kind of maybe picking and choosing where they put it. But what I mean, if 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 we if we make the if we make the statement that Apple uses uh, drops hints, you don't even have to say drop hints, but that invitations to Apple events are always indicative of what we end up seeing. Now, right. Again, I don't think they're leaking hints to the press. But I just think that they're using they've you know months before the event they decided on the design language they're going to use across the board, mm-hmm. and I think that there's always a reason behind that. This is why you know it's like picking like if your kid likes Barney and you throw a Barney themed uh, birthday party, you're not dropping hints about the you're not intentionally dropping hints about what the party's going to be about and the Barney invitations you send out to the friends. It's just the theme, like it's just natural. That's what's going to happen. So I feel like if we make that conclusion, if we draw that conclusion that that's what Apple's invites usually are, I'm tr- I'm just trying to think of what would justify these very deliberate 3D images on their uh, invitations. Does that make sense? Yeah, <clears throat> I see. I see the reasoning. I see how you get to to this um, to this conclusion, and I don't disagree. Um, I don't disagree with you. Um, I just, I don't know. I feel like I, I feel like it's just a little out there, and I guess it's, a, oh, that's, it's way out there. That's it's the wild card. <laughs> that's the that's the point of the wild card, right? I mean, indication of what Apple has done with workflow, it's out there. It's you know likely not to happen, but could happen. And if it does, uh, you know, it's it's even it's good for you. Um, so yeah, I, I don't see this happening, but who knows? Maybe it'll prove me wrong next week. What I'm just like, I'm looking at the graphic right now. And again, this is, it's very deliberate here. This is not like a, I just, I can't think of any other reason why Apple would go through the length of designing these 3D graphics. So, yeah, it's a, again, it's my wild card. 
But and, and I really more threw it out there because on the tiny off chance that it happens, you want to be like the person that went, I called it. <laughs> I called that. I nailed it. But uh, yeah, I just I, trust me. There's I've looked at it a hundred ways and there's no other reason I can justify like if, if these weren't in the invites, I would have never brought this up. And it's just so it's kind of fun to play off the and, and I don't think that I'm not part of the group of people that always dissects you know the invites like oh what is this blue what does this blue hue mean in the eight of the 2018 like i just i don't look for signs like that i just think in particular this one really stood out to me that it's 3d i know that the operating system has been flat for a long time and if they wanted to add a little more dimension to it that would be a way i could explain it so maybe this lends more to an, a, a virtual reality thing or an augmented reality thing maybe that's what apple's going to end up showing off here and we end up seeing these 3d images in that way um but yeah that's my wild card and uh, i'm sticking to it all right good for you my friend good for you my other wild card was going to be icloud uh increased icloud storage but that's really just a wish list that apple never seems to deliver on it always gets talked about and it just never happens but i would love to see them bump free storage a little bit i almost feel like this is more of a wild card for an iphone event yeah that's probably fair. You no, know, it's more like, I mean, developers don't care. I mean, they do care, but it has nothing to do with developers to offer like but more iCloud storage. It's very iOS, it's, but it's very iOS related, right? It's not necessarily even just iPhone. It's, it's iPad too. So it could be like, hey, this is the, the, if whoever installs iOS 12 gets 20 gigs of data, or I don't know. But, uh, yeah, that was what I was going for. That was what I was thinking about as my other possible wildcard. Yeah, um, I didn't have another white card, but I would like to mention very briefly, uh, since we have a couple more minutes to go here, uh, the the other uh, possible picks that were on the list and that were not picked by either you and me. Uh, HomePod, uh, HomePod OS improved with ability to recognize different voices. Apple gives an explanation of for AirPlay 2 delays. That would have been a nice white card, actually, too. <laughs> Uh, do not disturb improvements in iOS. This is part of my wish list. I want to be able to schedule different do not disturb schedules based on different days of the week. Uh, iPhone SE 2 announcement, uh, significant changes to the home screen on iOS, significant changes to the lock screen on iOS, excluding notifications, new iMacs, new MacBook, new Mac mini, new Mac Pro status update. Uh, which I don't think we're going to have uh, since uh, Matthew Penzarino was invited last month uh, at, in Cupertino to be given an update and share it with the rest of the world. Custom t- trigger words for Siri, something I've really wanted for a long, long time, being able to replace the um, the Hey uh, Siri trigger with a different one so you could customize it. You know, I could say, Hey, Hey thingy, you know, like hey thingy, or, <laughs> or hey, and you know, I, or for example, HomePod. I could say hey HomePod instead of saying Siri. Um, Spotify to get stage time to demo their Apple Watch app, kind of a wild card as well. Indication of what Apple has done with the workflow application. Actually, this one was already covered. AirPower update, <laughs> AirPods or AirPods case update. Because you remember we we heard about that last year. <laughs> we still don't right? know what's going on. almost a year ago, Apple, uh, yeah. to get lost in the paperwork or what? Yeah, over the year, Apple headphones unveil Marzipan, easily port iOS apps to macOS for developers, touch bar improvements. 
Uh, I'd be curious, you know, like touch bar improvements. I'd be curious to see if we see anything related to the touch bar. And I think it's going to be a good indication whether Apple is committed to the touch bar or not. And if we don't Very see, if we don't see anything on the touch bar, uh, that might, uh, shed some light about how Apple feels about the touch bar. Uh, improvement to portrait mode, background detection. Again, that's more of a wish list to me than anything else because I take a lot of portrait mode picture and they're mainly good, but there's always some sort of stuff that ruins the picture, you know, some stuff that is not blurred. And if you pay close attention, if you look on your phone very quickly, you don't notice it. But if you pay close attention, you see it like part of the background behind your head or behind the arm of your kids or something that is not blurred and that really sticks out if you start like retouching the picture. So I'm I'm really hoping for some improvement to the way portrait mode works. Um, I'm specifically for improvements to the software. You know, like Google does this like all based on software. Uh, it doesn't need like the, the, the hardware to, to make portrait mode like picture. Um, and I'm hoping that Apple will make more improvements to the software and and be able to correct these little artifacts um, in the in portrait mode picture to make them perfect. Is is that more of a something they can do behind the scenes without having to like announce? Like it's just something they're constantly working on, and it just gets better over time. Versus saying, "Hey, this is." Uh, portrait mode 2.0. Yes, they definitely could. But the reason why I added this here is that there's probably a lot of developers that do things with pictures and, and portrait mode, you know, like the ability to edit portrait mode pictures. Right. And I was thinking that sending the message to say, to saying developers, hey, now our, our, our software uh, is smarter at analyzing a portrait mode image and and fixing parts of the background that has not been blurred, and you can put you know use this in your applications as well. That can, that's really what I was thinking. That's again, that's kind of out there, and, and again, that's more of a wish list item than just something that I really believe Apple would do on on stage. Because again, kind of like you, I tend to think that it's also something that happens in the background with an iOS update, and no, it's not mentioned. And most people never notice it, never hear about it, but it's been done and taken care of. Um, and the three last items we had on the list were picture-in-picture mode for Apple TV, uh, Apple to announce a cheaper HomePod speaker with Beats branding, which is, I think, a rumor we've heard recently, and new AR VR features in Apple applications. Um, and again, they were specific to being Apple apps and not third-party apps. Right. I think my example for that that I gave when we were making the list was that it would be something like a like a AR augmented reality type feature in the uh, Maps app. Yeah. So you could basically hold your phone up, look down the street. I think we saw this in a patent application or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, you could look down the street and you would see like labels basically overlaid on top of the live image that you were seeing, uh, which is honestly, it's been around for years. I remember... Maybe one of my first ever app reviews for IDB was the Yellow Pages app, and they were doing something similar with the iPhone, early, early, early version of iPhone. All right. Uh, we'll be back next week with our picks or with the results of our picks. And uh, we'll see who's the big winner. <laughs> I don't feel, I've got to be honest, I'm looking here. I don't feel great about my picks. I don't feel great about your picks. <laughs>
You know, I know. Uh, oh, you're saying about mine too as well. <laughs> I'm talking about yours. <laughs> okay. I feel well, I, can't, I don't feel great about mine, but uh, you feel better I, than you do about mine. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you thieved the HomeKit and NFC features, so if those two win it for you, we'll we'll know what happened. I first I didn't steal anything. <laughs> Uh, uh, you, you mentioned them. I mean, that was part of the thing, you know, like, uh, uh, Siri API for more categories of apps is something I added to the list. I'm not saying you stole it from me. Yeah. But if it was like a last minute thing that like the one that with the There's NFC, an asterisk. The, the, asterisk. The, the NFC one, the NFC one is, I, you know, I'll give it to you. It's so it's kind of shady. I'm going to, I'll give that one to you. It's, it, it was a shady pick, but, but it's, I did, like I explained, like I didn't pick it because I knew you had picked it. I picked it because I hadn't thought about it. And you, you know, like you mentioned it and I, we said to you, we added it to the list. And I was like, oh, I forgot about that one. Now it's on the list. It's a great one. And I'm not, I didn't think <laughs> that's like, that's a I'm, great one, Cody. That's a great one that I, I, I know my thought was not, that's a great one. And I want to steal it from Cody. I was just like, that's a great one. And uh, that's a great source. So. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take it. And besides, <laughs> hey, you could have won. You could have won the heads or tails, and uh, you could have had this as a first pick. So true. So it's Siri's fault. Thanks a lot, Siri. Yeah, blame it on Siri. Like every time, <laughs> every time there's something wrong, just blame it on Siri. No, it's it's all good. I just like I said, I really don't feel great about my picks. And I told myself I came in with a strategy of do not pick two things related to Siri because Apple just has shown time and time again they really don't care that much. <laughs> Uh, or they just don't use this event to really make big Siri related announcements. So I was like, that was my one strategy was do not do two Siri related uh, picks. And I did I fell flat, flat on that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when I say, don't take the quarterback early in fantasy football draft. And I end up doing it anyway. So, oh, well, all right. Well, let's get back here next week. And uh, I think we'll be talking after the event um, on, on Monday and uh, we can, uh, Obviously, look at the results, but more importantly, unpack what was announced during the event and talk about the cool new features that Apple uh, will be releasing in iOS 12 and and uh, watchOS, tvOS, and macOS updates uh, later this year. They are live streaming it uh, as usual, but uh, definitely join us on IDB. Right, we're you know we're all going to be there covering it live. Um, all the announcements and subsequent announcements, right? That's the things that you don't really see on stage. It's just what happens after the fact. So it's the software releases. Apple usually releases iOS betas, uh, betas for everything, basically day of, right? So we could jump right into it, see everything they were just discussing in action. Um, so join us next Monday. That starts at 10 a.m., I believe, Pacific time. Yeah. All right. Until then, I hope you have a good week and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.